1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Right, let me go to um, Taoiseach Michal Martin, who joins us from Leinster House. Taoiseach, good morning. Good morning, PJ. Never in my time has a government had €11 billion to spend on Budget Day. The argument coming from the opposition benches, Michal, is that you spread it out too thinly. You didn't focus on those who need it most. Answer that.
2: No, that's not the case. Um, and in fact, if you look at the distributional effects of the budget, um, and the, by using the SRI switch model, uh, the budget is found to be strongly progressive. In other words, it's fair, uh, and those who need it the most. Get the most uh, from the budget, uh, and the net disposable income of the lowest income households uh, will go up uh, compared with those on the highest income households, and uh, by, by about five percent compared to zero point seven percent. So there's no argument in terms of well, well let's, lowest, make, let's make
1: uh, an argument, T-shirt because someone on a no, salary of thirty thousand. Somebody on a salary of thirty thousand, which I'm sure you agree is isn't great, they get an extra hundred and ninety from these tax positions. Someone or changes rather. Someone on a on a salary of ninety thousand, three times that amount. They're going to save eight hundred and thirty. That's disproportionate. Surely. You're just looking at the tax
2: on its own. I mean, you asked me about the budget as a whole. And the budget as a whole, as determined by independent uh, analysts, is saying that those on the lowest incomes benefit the most from the budget, from all of the measures in the budget, by a significant amount. The, la- the lowest three income, uh, sizes, as they call it, groups, um, benefit the most compared to the, 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 the top cohorts of people on on, on higher incomes. Uh, That that, that is the position coming out of the core budget 23 package. Uh, It will boost the net disposable income of the lowest income households much more than the highest income households and that takes into account a whole range of measures from the social welfare code uh, right across to the energy credit to to, um, also to the renter's credit and a whole range of other uh, initiatives that have been taken in education Mm -hmm. and in healthcare because the budget does three things. It invests in public services, it reduces costs in education, reduce the costs in childcare, reduce the costs in health. Uh, quite significantly for a lot of people um, and you, you, you add in the different payments in terms of children and so on in the budget, that's why you get uh, that. that's why those who are on the lowest incomes get the most out of this
1: budget This is the in the round argument I suppose, which you've been making and your Minister and Interior colleagues have been making since yesterday, on energy, why not cap it like they've done in France like they've done in Britain, like they're considering in many countries across Europe, why not cap the prices? Well, again,
2: um, we don't believe in a bank check to energy providers, uh, and we believe in gi- giving money into people's pockets, uh, and, 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 and we will reduce the bills. I mean, we are reducing the bills through the energy credit um, approach, uh, and that will help everybody.
1: We um, have an outlier, then, if the French are doing it, the British are doing it, well, there's others across happening. Europe looking at it. Look, look, what's happening in the UK, um, there are some very serious issues there
2: um, arising out of measures taken, and we, we don't want to gamble the people's money seems to be okay on in France measures, though on on, on on measures of that kind France is in a much different position to Ireland in terms of its energy mix in terms of nuclear plants and so on yeah. that are owned by the state um, well it and, bought and again, it bought ORF uh, didn't it well I think what we are doing is we're reducing the bills for people while at the same time it needs to be a combined uh, yeah, approach but I mean, you're if, reducing if t- the bills
1: if t- 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 at a time when they're still going up like you t- but, 200 quid is welcome and there's no one going to say it's not absolutely and you know I'll benefit from it like everybody else and and we're grateful for that. But 200, 200 euro is, is going to be welcome. But if that bill does as it could do, double and treble between now and next April, and nobody knows whether it will or not, that 200 sure is no good to anybody.
2: Well, it's 600 between now and April. It's I know but, uh, but the bills keep is, going up. Yeah, but but we are, there is a war in uh, Ukraine, and there's a war in the continent of the Europe, and we can't pretend to people that there's no war. Uh, I mean, the opposition are suggesting that we go back to pre-20, pre-crisis levels of pricing. That's creating an illusion. I mean, the war is creating it a- desperate impact on energy prices. That's a reality. So how do we deal with that? We deal with that by reducing electricity bills, by giving people additional funds and resources to try and deal with it, whilst at the same time getting energy demand down. If we were to pretend that there's no impact from the war and just keep using the same amount of energy, that would be living an illusion as well. So we've got to balance this out Mm -hmm. in terms of giving uh, resources to people to deal with this, making the cost of public services cheaper, which I think, you know, free school transport this year, free school books for primary school children next year. A lot of money to schools before the end of the year to deal with capitation, to deal with energy costs. I think it's a more measured approach, it's a more realistic approach and it allows us to make sure that we have resources for the entirety of
1: 2023 yes, given will, the fact that this the, war
2: the, could carry on. There
1: will know. be reserves there and I know I've been hearing um, Michael McGrath talking about that since since yesterday. Just on the subject of people though who have to deal with home heating oil and other such things. like They are skyrocketing too, and there's nothing there for people on home heating oil, t
2: Well, there is in terms of the, the whole range of interventions that we're taking, in terms of we've mentioned energy credits, you have the fuel allowance, um, you have the tax reductions, um, you have the reduction in costs that people ordinarily would have. You know, there's very significant payments between now and the end of the year in terms of of, of, of disability, the cost of disability payment. Uh, those on low incomes, for example, will we get, we'll get um, a, a major lump sum payment as well between now and the end of the year. So there are measures there to try and get people through this winter
1: in particular. Mm, but the oil is still colossally expensive. It's double what it was and there's nothing it, being done about it. Like. Look, the, the cost of energy has gone, has gone through the roof. Couldn't you knock the vat off? It's like you knocked it off other things. Sorry? Could you knock the vat off home heating mm-hmm. eye like you did on other things? No, we, we,
2: we're at the limit of what we can. Or sorry, we're at the limit of what we can do in terms of home eating oil. Uh, we have reduced the, the, the NORA levy. We've done a whole range of things on excise duty. We're extending all of that uh, right into the new year now. Right. Uh, that, that's which we which we brought in last year, uh, which has a significant cost element to it as well. Um, okay. But again, um, you know, there's a lot of payments going up between now and the end of the year to help people deal with the and I think they're 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 oil, to the be welcome the cost to be of gas and electricity and so.
1: One, like one one thing that comes up every year: Why did some things happen at midnight, and why don't other things happen until the first of January? Date?
2: Well, in some instances, it relates to tax and to, to avoid speculation, exploitation, uh, and so on. So it has to be done very almost immediately um, in, in terms of the taxation side of it or excise duties um, and, and, and so forth. So resolutions have to go before the House to make sure that there's no. Um, exploitation of, of, of the situation, uh,
1: and, and that's important. Why are carers still subject to a arduous means test, and why are they not allowed to have the fuel allowance?
2: Well, again, um, we have given um, additional lump payments to, to, to carers. I mean,
1: progressively we've been. That's, increasing not, the, that's, the, that's not the question I asked you. But no,
2: we, but no, we've been progressively increasing the thresholds around the means test, but we're not in a position still to, arduous. We're not in a position to eliminate. Why not? In terms of because we don't have resources to do that in its entirety, we have to deal with a whole range of uh, groups of, of uh, um, across. Why can't they get the fuel allowance? Code. Um, because, well, the, the quite a number will be able to get the fuel allowance with the increase in income um, eligibility. That's quite significant this year in terms of the extension of the fuel allowance, um, and we've extended it significantly for those over seventy as well, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, which will uh, bring a lot more people within the fuel allowance. Uh, um, then there would have been the case prior to
1: this budget. Renters and the 500 euro tax credit again, uh, one of the highlights, but how will people get it? How will they apply for it?
2: Well, I mean, you'll get, uh, be done with the revenue, I mean you, there's 1,000 actually uh, will be will be the um, renter's credit uh, and that will be administered by revenue by the Department of Finance and people obviously will be, will, will be registered with the RTB um, and um, they, they will get their credit.
1: When will the crash sub the crash increase the increase in the crash subsidy? When does that kick in?
2: Well, it will kick in. Uh, I don't have the exact dates here with me, P.J. In terms of, of of that kicking in, but that will be announced by the minister for children um, later. Okay. But, I mean, it, it it is obviously for the next year.
1: People working full time on the minimum wage don't appear to have done a whole lot or gotten a whole lot out of this.
2: Well, I, I, again, I wouldn't agree. I mean, if you, I'd be looking at energy, the energy credit everybody gets. If you, if, you, if the child benefit has been, know um, a double payment on that. Um, and again. Uh, look, it depends on people's circumstances, but there's a whole range of measures that will help people. Um, as I say, the, the reduction of all hospital inpatient charges being abolished, for example, the free rent, the free, sorry, primary school books from next September onwards. These are all built-in reduction of costs for public services. This is the in-the-round argument that
1: we've been hearing I mean, since
2: last evening. Well, but, yeah, but it's, it's, it's important. I mean, people at third level will have their fees reduced by a thousand this year for this academic year, 1,000 euros less. Immediately? Um, Yeah. What about people who have already paid it? Can they claim that back? They'll get that back. They'll get that back. And then next year, it's a 500 permanent reduction in in third-level fees. And then on the student grant, there's a double payment between now and Christmas uh, for those who are entitled to the SUSE grant. Um, And so there's a lot of measures there for people who, and again, it depends on people's circumstances. Um, As as I said, the the reduction in excise duties and VAT and electricity, that continues right now to the end. February. Um, there's February. The Help to Buy scheme will continue at current rates. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot there. There is. Uh, people
1: pass. who are eligible for uh, social council housing uh, Michal, they can benefit then from a windfall in the budget that takes them out of eligibility. Can we do something about that? And also John wants us to know can you ask local authorities to freeze rents and to link a rise in the thresholds so the people who are eligible don't get knocked off the list because of a windfall in the budget? Can that be done?
2: I think on the income threshold for
1: qualification for
2: social housing, uh, that is something that's been actively examined by the Minister for Housing now. And uh, I hope... That we'll have an outcome of that fairly shortly in terms of the income thresholds for those uh, seeking local authority housing. Um, that, that's something that we're anxious to do. Um, and in terms of the, the rent differential, you know, the rents are um, fixed in relation to people's incomes uh, at local authority level, so mm-hmm. there is a fair system there. Um, and um, uh, but as I said, but we've also um, improved the working family payment threshold for those on low incomes as well. So hopefully, yeah, but. I think we don't want people to take your point to, to lose out on existing benefits um, as a result of their incomes going up uh, because of the budget okay. uh, and like there's other measures that are important the increase in the domiciliary care loans is up by about 20 euros and um, so we are endeavoring to target quite a number yeah. of the social welfare mechanisms okay. um, to, to, to reduce people, uh, the pressure that are on a lot of people
1: on low incomes. Uh, lastly and briefly, Michal Martin, when you retired to bed last night with your day's work done, were you happy with your day's work? Did you think you'd done enough for everybody that needed it? I think we got the balance right. One cannot be happy in the current.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,
2: in the sense that there is huge pressure on people and we recognize that. I mean, this is a very uncertain world we are living in um, and this war is getting nastier and nastier by the look of things. It's having a very damaging effect on economies across Europe. Uh, we can see what's, what's happening in countries nearby uh, in terms of pressures as well brought about by all of this. So uh, I'm very, very conscious of the pressures that people are under. And what we're trying to do here is to make sure that we can do what we can with the resources that we have to get through this winter and assess it at the end of this winter then uh, in terms of how
1: we deal uh, with the future. Right, teacher, uh, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, Mihal Martin on the Opinion Line. Quartz 96 FM.